Welcome to Bible Insights, the podcast where ancient wisdom meets modern life. The Old Testament of the King James Version of the Bible. The first book of Moses, called Genesis. This passage from Genesis 8 describes the end of the Great Flood and the beginning of a new chapter for Noah, his family, and the diverse life that survived with them on the ark. It starts with God remembering Noah and all aboard the ark, leading to God making a wind pass over the earth to start receding the floodwaters. The sources of the flood, both the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven, were closed and over time the waters abated. By the seventh month the ark found rest on the mountains of Ararat. As the waters continued to recede, mountaintops became visible by the tenth month. Noah first sent a raven which did not return, indicating that the waters had not yet fully receded. He then sent a dove, which returned with an olive leaf, signaling that dry land was emerging. Eventually, when the dove did not return, it was clear the ground was dry. On God's command, Noah, his family, and all the animals left the ark to repopulate and flourish upon the earth. Noah built an altar to the Lord, offering sacrifices of gratitude. God, pleased with Noah's faithfulness, promised never to curse the ground or destroy all living creatures again despite humanity's inclination towards evil. This promise was marked by the establishment of the natural cycle of seasons, ensuring the continuity of life and agriculture. With the summary in mind, let's draw a parallel to today. Imagine a family facing a natural disaster, like a severe flood, that forces them into a prolonged state of isolation. They rely on their resourcefulness and maintain hope and faith for a return to normalcy. Over time, the floodwaters recede and they can finally leave their temporary shelter. In gratitude for their safety and the opportunity to start anew, they commit to better stewardship of their environment and cherish the renewed sense of community with their neighbors. This story, like Noah's, highlights resilience in the face of adversity, the importance of hope and faith during challenging times, and the value of gratitude and commitment to a better future once the crisis has passed. It underscores the idea that after hardship, there is an opportunity for renewal and positive change, both individually and collectively. Now that we've explored the layers of meaning behind this powerful analogy, let's delve into the original scripture itself to grasp the full depth and nuance of its message. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained, and the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountain seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven, 
which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her, and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth Romanian remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Closing our chapter today, but the story continues. Until next time, this is Bible Insights where ancient wisdom meets modern life.